0: Hey everyone, welcome to Age of Reason. So now I'm going to talk about the fire age. So when I even hear the term fire age, it makes me think of something from Lord of the Rings or something like that. You know, they're going to like forge, forge their weapons. It's all fire industry construction. Uh, But unfortunately, we are entering the fire age in the real world. You have many, many fires and you know, we, every time I go to, like some news website, there's always some report about fire. Uh, The U.S. this year had a lot of wildfires. Wildfires. Which, you know, for me, a wildfire is is that if it starts by accident. But um, a lot of these fires are caused because they're trying to remove the forest so they can have more farmland or, you know, just build something there. So on any day between 10,000 and 30,000 bushfires burn around the planet, that's a lot. And think about all the emissions from that as well. So you have your factory emissions, you have your individual emissions, and plus on top of that, you have these bushfires, which again, I said, not all of them are natural. Okay, Sometimes, or often I should say, it's caused by people clearing the land, burning the forest, and replacing it with something else. So all of that is a very toxic process. Uh, the thing is, we're seeing fires from you know Siberia to the Amazon forest, Indonesia, Australia, California, etc. So I always said that, you know what, if Russia is on fire, then we're really truly in for the end. Uh, and I, I just want to explain something also. Russia is not like they portray in movies, okay? It's not always snowy there. It's not always cold. Uh, In summer, temperature easily goes up to 30 degrees Celsius. And about 10 years ago, they had really, really awful fires all around Moscow. So that there was so much smog uh, that blanketed the city, that people had difficulty breathing. And you know, people had to buy air purifiers, etc. You had to shut your windows down, etc. So, I mean, that, that is happening. That's a real thing. And it should not be happening. Okay. Uh, like, thinking about Russia, you'd never associate it with f- fires and hot temperatures. And yet, that's what we are. That's where we are. It's time not only to think the unthinkable, but to speak it. That the world economy, civilization, and maybe our own very survival as a species on, is on the line. And it is past time to act. Well, I agree. And I've been doing this show. I've been, like you know, beating the drums about this thing. And people are just not watching. People are just not caring. So of course, you know, some people are. And then what I'm preaching to the choir because they already know this material. And the other people don't care. It isn't just fires. It's the incessant knell of unnatural human-fed disasters, droughts, floods, vanishing rivers, lakes and glaciers, and the rise in billion-dollar weather impacts. Which, by the way, goes back to the taxpayer in the end. So you can say, you know what, this is not my house that got washed away. Uh, guess what, you're probably going to pay for it anyway through taxes. It is the spate of extinctions, the precipitous loss of seafish, birds and corals, of forests, mammals, frogs, bees and other insects. It is the march of deserts and the waxing of dead zones in the oceans. It is an avalanche of human chemical emissions poisoning our air, water, food, homes, cities, farms and unborn babies, slaying 9 million a year. Um, I was reading that and I'm like, okay, unfortunately, or whatever you wanna, word you want to say here, uh, 9 million a year is probably not enough to teach people a lesson. If, let's say, the population of the world is 8 billion, so more or less, If 1 billion people were dying a year, then, yeah, I think definitely we would be more proactive. So it is a numbers game. Unfortunately, that's the way that I see it. It's the possibility that there will be no Arctic before the end of this century and rising seas expelling 300 million from their homes. Again, 300 million, well, that might have some kind of impact, but I still think that if there was a higher number of people affected maybe people would take it more seriously Uh, it is the ominous seepage of methane from the world's oceans tundra uh, swamps and fossil fuels threatening runaway heating 7 to 10 degrees or more so methane of course is much more potent than co2 Uh, there is less of it in the atmosphere but it is more potent and you know that's the cows uh, you know fracking all that good stuff Uh, honestly i have a health issue so i had a horrible horrible food poisoning and i just cannot eat beef at all i can't even like look at it so hey i'm doing already a a small service to the planet and you know what i can live fine without beef okay so if i can do that then anybody can do that it is the rise rising toll of non-communicable diseases uh, killing three people in every four so yeah that's a big thing right so if Certain uh, bacteria are in the permafrost areas. And now these areas, which were permafrost, so permanently frozen, now they're thawing out. And so these diseases can come out. And always the big fear, the next big fear, is that there's a superbug. And we just don't know how to beat it. And then it will wipe out most of pop- population. That's a very realistic scenario, by the way. Uh, and of course, here they mention also that uh, people spend a lot of, uh, governments spend a lot of money on wars. So yeah, let's just buy weapons. And I recommend watching the movie Lord of War with Nicolas Cage. And you'll see how, <laughs> it's such a great movie. You'll see how certain people or governments, they sell weapon to group A. Then they sell weapons to group B. And then those groups fight each other with the weapons that the initial cu- country sold them with. But they make money. They already made their money. So they don't care. They already got your money. Uh, Yet a global citizen movement of scientists, youth, elders and women is demanding urgent action in the face of a growing risk of collapse. Uh, There was an article that I might have done. I'm not sure. But it was saying that collapse is not an end result. Collapse is a process. And we are very much in that process right now. So, you know, Pope Francis is talking about it. I'm not sure how how much sway he has these days. Uh, and so, uh, there is a professor, Jim Bendel, of the University of Cumbria in the UK, uh, is among voices warning that the collapse of civilization may have begun. I totally agree with that. That's what I've been saying. Collapse is a process. It's not an end state. It's a process, and we're in it. Uh, because we cannot easily predict its space, trajectory, or magnitude. So... It's no reason for inaction, he says. Uh, his paper says that there will be a near term collapse in society with serious ramifications for the lives of citizens. Catastrophe is probable, it added, and extinction is possible. Yet so far, only a handful of countries France, Canada, Britain, Ireland, and Argentina have declared a climate emergency. Most governments continue to move at glacial pace and turn a blind eye to the nine other mega threats. Uh, man's humanity. So why is that? Because a worldwide counter-revolution is underway intended to paralyze action on climate, environmental loss, extinction, toxic air, water and food. It is financed by dark money which goes back to the thing I said on the previous show. From a terrified fossil fuel sector through shady institutions like again I mentioned on the previous show. It pours hundreds of millions of dollars into global propaganda to discredit climate and environmental science seduce government and deceive the public and they're certainly doing a great job at that i have to give them you know chapeau because and they're using the same strategies actually that the tobacco industry was using back then they're cherry picking the data they're uh, parading you know fake experts some kind of people who absolutely sold their soul to these fossil fuel companies they're not scientists anymore They're just a talking head working for, you know, ExxonMobil or Shell or whatever, any of these companies. More sinister still is the growing control of the fossil fuel lobby over governments in the world media, Uh, not just in Russia, China, Brazil, India and Saudi Arabia. Now a new UN report says fossil corporate Plan to ramp up carbon emissions 50 to 120 percent by 2030, beyond the limit for a safe human future. Why? Because they don't care about the small people. They don't care about us. And basically, that puts us on track for at least a 1.5 degrees Celsius, which, which is catastrophic. Okay, I know that people might think, oh wow, you know, this summer it was 30 outside with the effects of climate change is going to be 32 or something. I can still survive, right? But it affects the crops. The crops are very sensitive to temperature. Uh, There are feedback loops which we don't really know how they work yet. So it might be much more. Uh, I actually had a conversation about that uh, in the summer. Uh, I couldn't believe it when I read it. But this happens a lot actually on online interactions. This was on a Facebook climate change page where I get my some of my information anyway, so I know it's legit. This There was this one guy who claimed to live in Portugal and he was honestly telling me that because this year in his place was a little bit cooler than usual, then that means that climate change is a hoax. I was like, seriously, you dumb idiot. This is not about your little spot on the earth. It's about the global average temperatures. That's why it's called global climate change. It's not your house's climate change. It's global climate change. But there are stupid people like that out there. There are. There are many, many people like that out there. And what we should do is not give them a pass or, you know, say that, oh, well, give them the benefit of the doubt or, you know, make it look like a 50-50 issue because it's not. We have to ridicule them and shame them for being so stupid. That's how you do it. That's how you at least push people into some kind of corner. Because these people think they're safe right now. Nobody criticizes them for their idiotic opinions. So yeah, they do it. They keep doing that. So I say corner them and and make sure that they stay in that corner. And don't give them any chance to come out of there. There are only three motives uh, to so hazard civilization. Greed, malice, and ignorance. Well, that's certainly true. So the greed comes from the corporations and malice too, by the way. And then the ignorance comes from the people. So we can definitely fight the ignorance part. Okay, We can make people more intelligent. People can read more, educate themselves, which I do on a daily basis. So I don't see why others can't do that on a daily basis. Greed and malice, though, that's more difficult to counter because... Honestly, I think most of us have a certain degree of corruption. You know, if if somebody brings us a suitcase and, you know, there's 1 million dollars in there and they just leave it there and walk away, it's very hard not to go and grab it, okay? That's that's the reality. So, I'm not better than anyone else in that respect, but we do have to make an effort. The thing is like we can make sure that people benefit. So, for example, Andrew Yang, who's running for president, uh, he proposed the UBI, which, you know, it's not a new idea, but it's a new idea for the U.S. Although Alaska does it. Alaska does a system like that, and it's uh, based off their fossil fuel revenues. So people can benefit from that. And I think that's, that's a good thing. It should be countrywide, you know, nationwide. Either the returns are so great that fossil fuel executives are willing to cook their own grandchildren, or they are blind to the risks. Since these are technical people, the latter does not ring true. Oil majors like Shell and ExxonMobil have revealed in court they understood exactly what they were doing to the planet for nearly 50 years. Ignoring it, then they sought to deceive humanity while ramping up carbon output. ExxonMobil knew about the risks 50 years ago, Okay, and they basically said, well, you know, sorry, we know the risks, but how much money we put into our pocket is much more important than you. Who are you? This little, you know, piece of shit living in a small ass apartment. They don't care about people like us. Okay, and the world is dividing into two opposing movements, the concerned survivors, the young, the old, the wise, the educated, the informed and the pragmatic. And the cynics backing the very global system that will precipitate collapse. So I certainly agree with that. That's what I'm saying. We should not give these people some kind of free airtime and you know some, some kind of spaces so that they can propagate their basically disinformation about science. We, they don't know anything about the topic and they have an opinion. I don't see why we should just pay attention to an opinion which is not based in any fact. So, yes, the world is dividing, but what we should do as informed, educated people is that we need to ridicule bad ideas, like we ridicule religion. We, we can't give these people any airtime to spread their bullshit, okay? So, we have to ridicule them and we have to shame them for being so stupid because stupidity is your own doing. You did that to yourself, man. I didn't make you stupid. You're stupid by yourself. By not studying, by not reading, and you know, by spending time in kind of alternative, alternative fact website like Breitbart or Fox News, I didn't push you to go there. You did it to yourself. Some scientists estimate for how many lives collapse will cost range from fifty to ninety percent for the population. The number is not noble because human behavior as war cannot be foretold. The process starts with. Famines and water crises, both already in evidence, leading to refugee tsunamis and multiplying conflicts. Let's just say some things that uh, need to be said. Doing nothing or too little sentences humanity to collapse. Economic, societal, even existential. It is time to discuss this openly, honestly, truthfully. And yes, like I said, you need to shame and ridicule people who really propose stupid ideas out there they think that their opinion because they have an opinion that they're suddenly a king or something they're not we have only one rational choice and that choice is to survive Uh, this demands all necessary actions so people were you know this summer Greta um, I forgot her last name she went to uh, you know she came from this girl from Sweden right She went to the US to to speak to people, etc. And a lot of people started attacking her. So, for me, honestly, I don't see her as any threat to my show or to my integrity or whatever. Uh, She doesn't, I don't know. It feels to me that it's very kind of scripted in a way. And I, you know, I wish her the best. We need all, this is not a a small tent, this is a big tent. We need everybody in it. We need people like her as well to go out there and say stuff. to be maybe even a bit alarmist etc I don't particularly like her tone sometimes and the way that she phrases things but look she's a kid and so she can inspire this this masses of people which I can't do I can't seem to do that at all people don't watch this show people don't listen to me so much so if people listen to her and it leads somewhere great fantastic Uh, So this, uh, the way that it's going to work is that it's going to end the existing systems of energy, food, water, money, defense, transport, and politics. Every aspect of our lives need to change if we're serious about fighting climate change. There was a meme uh, where, uh, you know, some politician asks, who wants change? And then everybody puts their hand up. And then he says, who wants to change? And then everybody just stays quiet. And then he asks... Who wants to lead change? Everybody disappears from the room. The room is empty. So I certainly see how that is happening. And the replacement with new ones. So we need to transition very aggressively to to climate, you know, green, uh, like solar panels, etc. University dedicated to a viable, just and sustainable human and planetary future. And that's it for this article for this week uh well I, I just want to thank you for watching uh join me next time and i'll cover more articles thank you and bye-bye